0: shit stuff Hi everybody, welcome to the Last Man Standing. Hi everybody, welcome to the Last Man Standing. I'm Patrick. I'm Pat Bulger. Boys and girls, I'm depressed. You know, this show's the show's about to be it's it's supposed to be about non-cycling related topics. It's supposed to be kind of talking to cycling people about stuff that might not be so cycling heavy. You get a lot of stuff about cycling from the Pack Filler Podcast. This is me. This is supposed to be me talking with people from the sport about stuff that might relate to the sport that might not relate to the sport. But uh, there's just something that's way too overpowering going on right now. Um, and, and there is no other topic right now. I'm sure you're up to your eyeballs in this topic. And if I don't talk about the topic, I'm never going to get it off my chest. And that's why people talk. About, that's why people create pop, podcasts. It's because they honestly are too shallow or have nobody else to listen to them. So they create podcasts to talk about their own lives and have their own feelings. Um, this, this has been a downer. You know what the topic is. This is dealing with the issues that have finally come out, that are finally being dredged up from the bowels of hell to talk about our sport, to talk about the issue of our sport that, uh, that we knew was probably always, always there that we knew was always going to be an issue and 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 it's finally here uh thanks to uh, is it bravery is it is it profitability is it what is it um but but it has come out through that 60 uh, minute interview i think i think it has always been an issue but now it's it's out there and so here we go um, and it's, it's time to, it's time to discuss that issue. And I've, I've required a little bit of assistance along the way. You can tell from the way I'm stammering. This is how, this is how broken hearted I am. I guess uh, it's, it's, it's like when your parents tell you about Santa, it's one of those days that you find out that it's just your dad in a suit and that makes it a little bit more creepy, doesn't it? Boys and girls. So. We're going to talk about that issue today. We're going to talk about the drugs and cycling, and we're going to get that out of the way and then move on to brighter and shinier and happier things, not to quote REM ad nauseum. But that's what we're going to do. So um, I have recruited the assistance of the great Frank from Villaminati.com. He will be coming on the show here shortly to talk to us about... His opinions on the on the subject and his opinions on what has where we're going, what the sport is, what has happened, what is about to come down, what kind of effects it's going to have on the sport we all love, and um, triathletes out there, you guys are in the same boat because it's an endurance sport, and, and hopefully it'll not affect all of us, but it might. So we're going to see what's going on or out there. So I can't go on with this sport without uh, without dealing with that issue, and uh, we will be touching base on that. So there we go, Frank from Velomonati. If you've not been on Velomonati before, you have not been a part of a two-wheeled revolution, of a two-wheeled life and uh, Velominati definitely represents that. Uh, Frank Strzok has, and, and his friends have created a great little environment over there and it is growing. It is not a little environment anymore. It is now a gigantic machine and, they, and they're keeping it involved. Everybody's involved with it to some extent s- shape or form, and it's a hoot. So if, if you haven't had a chance to get over to velaminati.com you are missing out on a great experience. You get to become involved. You become a part of the website, and if you don't memorize the rules, you won't be able to keep up with the show. So drugs are the issue. Unfortunately, uh, the sport is dealing with that issue, and Franck, hopefully, is going to be here to help me get through that issue. On with the interview. All right, well, he doesn't know I'm going to say this. Another site stole the term, the journal, but uh, this is, uh, these guys basically should own the term of the Bible of cycling. Um, and on the, on the line today, we have uh, Frank from Velomanati.com. If you haven't been there yet, you obviously haven't been listening to us enough. We, we talk these guys up all the time. Uh, f- uh, f- the founder of, of the site. And uh, First of all, welcome to the show, Frank. Thanks for coming back. Absolutely, my pleasure. <laughs> and um, you recently wrote an article entitled uh, "Riders on the Storm," which, in all honestly, kind of is the theme of the show that we're going with today. Just, you know, I don't know about you, but I uh, it, it's dealing with it's dealing with the 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 sixty minute interview. It's dealing with kind of the state of what we're going on right now with all of our our uh, the sport we love so much, and and it's just, oh, I don't know about you, I'm I'm heartbroken, I'm depressed, and it's I don't know where to go from here, but. Uh, you know can you kind of summarize up what that article was about and 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 how you're feeling and what what do you think
1: yeah uh the article isn't really about um you know opinions about whether somebody's guilty or not guilty yeah. or whether a sack of shit or not um this is more <laughs> just talking about you know the fact that it's a you know it's a sad state of the of the world that these guys are all you know it's, it seems like all these guys are doing a ton of drugs and, and what's really, you know, shocking is, is the level to which the, the, the complacency at least, um, goes like the, the UCI is involved. It seems like, uh, the labs might be involved, you know, the corruption is, is everywhere.
0: I mean, so, I mean, what is our state? Do we, is the sport, have we been getting better? Has it all been just a huge lie to us? Um, I, I don't even know. I'm sitting here watching the zero stages, and it's. I'm now at the point where there's. It's it's so depressing because I, I just want to. I see an amazing feat. I see an amazing rider, and now it's beyond that question of is he or could he be or is, you know and and where are we going now? What I mean, what do you think? I mean, do, you, do we just say screw it and not watch pro cycling anymore?
1: <laughs> I think I, I think it's really complicated. I think we get on our bikes and we ride our bikes and. You know, we continue to, to enjoy the sport and love the sport for our own reasons. Um, and whether or not you can get past watching the, the guys race their bikes or not is, I guess, a personal decision. But, uh, you know, the, the bike racing is unbelievable. Um, the The Tour de France, I, I did Lay Top de Tour a couple of years back. Um, you know, it was just one stage of the Tour. I trained all spring for it. I did it in the summer. Um you know it was one of the minor stages of the in the mountains of that year's tour in two thousand and three and it killed me. It was you know over four thousand meters of climbing it yeah. was you know over two hundred and fifty or two hundred and thirty kilometers of riding. It was just brutal and these guys that's just a that's just a bump in the road for these guys they're they're doing it twenty days in a row and racing it um, you know it's an unbelievable feat and whether they do that with or without drugs, I think it's amazing um, and I guess, personally, I, I get over it, yeah. and I keep watching it, um, is it but is that's it, my personal choice.
0: Do you think it's something that we've got so many expectations on these guys that to, be, to ask them to do this for the season, the length it is, for the, the races, what they are? I mean, three weeks of racing, good God, you know, just alone, just a grand tour. Are we putting such pressures on these guys that it's almost a no-brainer that they're going to be doing this to themselves?
1: I don't. I don't know how to answer that. I think we have some. You know, I, I think we have some responsibility in in where our expectations lie and what we're asking these guys to do. Um, but I think, you know, nobody's asking them to go this fast. It, you know, I, I think there's always been doping going on, but these kinds of the kind of doping that's going on these days seems to have more to do with going super fast. I mean, the average speed of the Tour de France when Lance was racing was in the 40s. It's yeah. the average speed for 2000K. That's ridiculous. It yeah. was in the, tw- in the upper 20s, I think. Um, you know, There's probably 1,000 people that can correct me on that, but it was in the <laughs> 20s somewhere yeah. in there uh, or maybe the, th- the low 30s yeah. uh, back in the 80s. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's a huge amount of improvement in speed.
0: Well, I guess it's just it's this constant pressure. I mean, I, I'm not sympathizing. Well, maybe I am sympathizing. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat you are. I've accepted the fact that this exists, that this this is almost a part of the sport. And I still love to watch them do what they do so well. Um, but I guess you know the pressure must be immense on these guys to not only perform. You're not going to make a good living for yourself unless you're performing and and so if they can't find natural means in which to do it i guess you just jump on the bandwagon and do something with them i mean i don't know i don't know if i'm condoning it or not but it's you know i I've never had epo i hear it's quite expensive but um i just I, it's I, and i think personally it's always something that's been this way we have our heroes of the past i mean Merckx was tested Merckx was found uh, he failed drug tests in his days i'm not saying that he you know i nobody can prove that he did it or didn't i guess that's just between eddie Merckx and and whoever he's you know he's talking with but i mean have we just is do you think this is just something that we've dealt with forever and now it's coming to the forefront more often
1: well um, this is where yeah this is where it gets really ugly for me and these are just purely my opinions i want to be really clear about that oh, but absolutely this um, shows soaked you know, in opinion <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but the you know i i think i think the drugs that they were doing back then in Merrick's day and you know I, I strongly encourage you to read fignol's memoir yeah. um we were careless and young and careless careless and carefree young and carefree <laughs> so yeah. i forget the title right now
0: <laughs> it was in french um, so it was probably too tough tough to translate
1: <laughs> and um and you know and they and there's uh, some other books some other really great books um a dog and a hat and um Uh, breaking the chain and and these these books all talk about doping in a very direct way and it's it gives you a very interesting viewpoint but finial was always talking about the fact that sure there was doping going on um but none of those drugs could turn a champion into or turn a, a regular rider into a champion and no regular rider would be able to beat a champion if they were taking drugs um, you know, just because they were taking drugs. a champion was a champion in these drugs. Maybe it helped them from day to day to get through a tough time or something, but it didn't really transform the riders so greatly. And these days, um, and I think that's when the, when the guys really started getting this p- pressure to take EPO and blood doping across the board. I mean, all the way down to the lowest domestiques in the bunch, they're doing it. Um, and it's because all of a sudden you've got some guy who can hardly – get over a molehill winning Al-Duez, you know? It's like, well, what the hell just happened?
0: Yeah, so, so you think it's something, EPO is something that can turn the average Joe into something greater. I, mean, it, it, I don't know. It always seems like it was something that, it, like we were saying, just brought that extra edge. I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about the drug to be to speak honest truths on it, but I, you know, yeah. it, is it something that turns the average guy into a superhuman?
1: I I'm not a doctor but I th- yeah. I think the I think it, it does I mean it does dramatically Im- improve your body's ability to um, to to carry oxygen in in, yeah. in your blood um I think it's not just EPO I mean they're taking growth hormone they're taking all these things that you know make their body produce chemicals that it doesn't otherwise produce and they're generating these massive muscles and Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're taking all this extra testosterone. That's making them stronger too. You know it's just they're really transforming the chemical makeup of their body. Okay. Now, said said as somebody who knows nothing about this stuff and absolutely. really doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> neither do I,
0: and neither do I. For for heck no. Um. I mean, but now there's the other side of the coin. There, you know, Lance's camp saying that this is just something that that Tyler's bringing out for publicity for a book. Uh, it, it just seems like it's now at the point where okay, why are all these people looking for so much publicity? Because they all <laughs> seem to be lining up, and and you know I don't I haven't heard recently what George's take has been on it, but George seems like he had to testify and say something, and now he's having a difficult time saying that he said it.
1: Right. Yeah, and and as far as Tyler's um, testimony, you know, I, I guess I don't know what his testimony was, but it was. During the show, I think they broadcast it saying that, um, you know, he has he has um, limited immunity um, because of his testimony. But if he contradicts what he said in, in court on television, that, that immunity goes away. So, um, you know, he, he said his testimony was given under oath. You know, if that depends on whether or not you're a religious person as to whether or not you think that means something, I guess. But, um, you know... If he if he if he contradicts himself, his you know his his deal is gone. So I guess I I guess I believe him.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about the fact that he's got this book coming out, and this is supposed to be his motive behind it. Why do you? Do you I mean, again, this uh, these are all opinions, and I'll state that as a general thing in the in the entire podcast. I mean, I think people know that this show is all opinion anyway. So um, why would he wait so long? I mean does he have a reason for waiting so long? Does it just now's the time or I don't know. What do you
1: think? I don't know. I think these guys have been lying for so long that they don't know the difference. Um, I don't know why he chose right now to come out. I mean, it's probably because it's right in the middle of the cycling season and people are going to pay attention to him. Yeah.
0: Um, your your personal does it matter do do you care that these guys are doing these things I mean, you you've said you're able to still I'm still watching the Giro I'm still excited for bike races I still watch the classics does it matter to you what do you think
1: I don't know I guess I'd like to see it clean ultimately yeah. I'd like to see it clean I'd I'd like to um uh, to to not have doping anywhere but at the same time um you know these guys are putting on an unbelievable show and it's some of my favorite races ever have been races that I know looking back that they were totally doped up and it doesn't cheapen it for me. The excitement for watching the race is the excitement at the moment. Um, you know, I I'm I'm really annoyed at the situation with Contador because <clears throat> it's just making a mockery of the system and it's so obvious, but it's has less to do with the fact that he's doping and more to do with the fact that I don't like the guy and I'd rather <laughs> not see him in the races, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. I've, I don't know why I hate, I, I don't, I hate such a strong word, dislike him so much it's, I don't know if it's his style, if it's who he is, if it's what he's doing, it's just, I don't know, I, I, I'm personally in the same boat with you. I'm just like, God I'd
1: love to see somebody else attack and right. gain some ground. Yeah, exactly. The zero has yeah. almost yeah.
0: become to the point where it's
1: like, oh crap, there he goes again. Oh, it's why. going uphill again. Well, Another I guess man- going to to go away. <laughs> another minute.
0: Come on. You know. And, and, yeah. so it's, just, it's yeah. I'm throwing things at the TV nowadays. How's That's how's great. the reaction on uh, from your your readers from the, the Velmanatis uh, been on uh, re- in regards to all this?
1: Well, um, you know, it's it's actually it's it's great. And this is one of the things that I love so much about the site is um, you know, the community really um, helps I think Helps each other f- work through it. Um, <laughs> We're all crying know, together. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, all right. sympathizing for each other. Exactly. You know, and I, I was I was really really bummed um, after watching sixty minutes, and it surprised me because I I knew all the things that he was going to say. Um, you know, but but hearing him say it, it, it was different than reading it. Um, you know, and I was I guess when I wrote the article, I was kind of trying to work through that, um, and you know, the community really responded really well to it and to each other and everybody had thoughts and ideas and spin it around and it seems to make a little bit more sense at the end of the day
0: yeah Uh, anger uh there's been more what do you think more prominent anger or just a well duh kind of a thought towards it
1: i I would say it's 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 across the board i would say it's across the board you've got you got people that just say doping's wrong you know i hate it it's cheating um, then you got people like me that say, yeah, it's cheating, but the races are awesome when they do it, so I don't know. <laughs> um, and then you've got people that say, who gives a shit? Just let them dope up and yeah. leave it at that.
0: Now, what about the Lance? You don't get any defenders of, of the Lance side of the <laughs> equation, do you? The Livestrongers? Yeah.
1: We used to get more of those, uh, but we're not getting so many of those anymore. Yeah. Um but you know, I think it's just because he's not racing anymore, so he's he's not really on the forefront. But yeah, there's there's definitely a few you know there's definitely community members that are big Lance fans. Um, you know, I, I think it's at this point it's hard to defend that he'd be totally innocent. You know, I, I don't know if it's quite as extensive as people are saying, but there's so much smoke at this point, it's hard to say that there's not going to be a fire.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I loved watching his tours. I have to admit, I rooted for him. You know, I don't necessarily like uh, his, his attitude was not necessarily something I enjoyed. I loved what his victories did for the sport in America. I mean, we hadn't seen mm-hmm. that kind of a growth since since Mans days. And it was really great to see just kids. I always talk about junior cycling. Kids getting out there and you know wanting to be the next Lance Armstrong. And you know now their dad needs to be a drug rep if they want to be the next Lance Armstrong. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, but now it's it's just it it's oh god it's like finding out there's no Santa Claus you know it's just like oh because I found myself going please no please no no Floyd's just mad Floyd's just angry and now it's like well shit no here's a new guy that says it oh god no and then i read of it in all places i read an article in bicycling magazine where i went okay now that they've turned so maybe this really did happen um and i i can't understand how i'm still finding articles in huge support of him and in in, in in that denial mentality where it's you know, I, I'm not judging for the for the jury, but it seems like it's just a matter of time before it comes out that it happened.
1: It's sure seems like it. Yeah. It sure seems like it. You oh, know, man. like you say, you know, we're not part of the jury, but you know, it's 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 hard for me to to between the the consistency of his performances um, and how dominant he was for for how long, um, and then all these stories that seem to be lining up pretty well. Yeah. It's just a I mean these stories even line up back to Andreo's comments way back. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean it's just it just seems really really unlikely that he's totally innocent.
0: Wow. You want to know a funny little story Uh, there. (laughs) I used to do uh, Frankie Andreo used to be a guest on my podcast all the time. And uh, (laughs) when I had never really met him, we did this show kind of like you and I are doing it just uh, from a distance. And um, one day I met him and I gave him one of the, the, the website jerseys on it. And we had kind of, it was an excuse Jersey and on the back of the Jersey, it actually said one of the excuses was EPO is expensive and I handed that to Frankie, not realizing at the time that he probably had imbibed on that very same substance. And so now whenever I think of Frankie, I'm like going, God, dude, do you want to give me that jersey back or are you just cleaning your toilet with it? So, but, but Frankie, you know, and I guess I can kind of... I don't know. but It just seems like it's it's kind of the end. I mean, is this... Do you think this is an unfair... Uh, well, never mind. What do you think this is going to do to the sport in your, in your mind? Are we going to keep going? Is it going to finally clean up? Are we are we at the low right now or is it, I mean, in your opinion, where are we, where does it go from here?
1: I feel like, uh, I guess I think, um, our sports unique and somebody, somebody raised this on the site, but our, yeah. our, our sports unique in the fact that, uh, you know, there are very few followers of cycling who aren't themselves cyclists. Um, you know, I think we empathize, empathize with um, the way it feels to ride a bike and how amazing it is and how, how much it, it can hurt um you know i i don't see cycling going anywhere um you know even if pro cycling collapses we'll still be out racing our bikes and racing each other and um you know that'll that'll be the thrill of it i was um when i was a junior i was racing internationally in uh, nordic ski racing and that was um yeah. you know that was always uh, there there weren't the kind of there was there wasn't a tour de France there it was just you know there was the elites and the juniors and we watched the the elites go and it was just as inspiring as watching the tour de France you know it's just whatever the highest level is of the sport will keep inspiring us
0: yeah pro cycling collapse you really think we'd ever get to that point
1: it could happen I don't know Mm -hmm. I have no idea I mean if it turns out I mean I think we gotta we got to clean out the UCI that's for sure they're they're useless I mean there's they're, they're not doing anything that's any good for for the sport um,
0: you yeah. know if
1: they're if they're not already helping people dope and cover up uh, positive tests then they're at least totally in, incapable of keeping a guy who's already tested positive out of the races um, you know so they're they're laughable um, yeah. the race organization organizations don't really have the power to to keep people out of the races anymore. Um, you know, they couldn't keep boning out, which I was happy about at the time, but they couldn't keep bonin out, um, after he, he tested positive for blow. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, don't know, I don't know who can possibly do anything that's effective. Yeah.
0: Well, bonin just went fast in really short segments. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it's kind of an unfair comparison uh, that, how harsh is the world on the sport of cycling are we not watching baseball anymore because come on let's be honest uh, you know we see these guys who are larger than any human could ever be yet it's still known as america's pastime are kids still playing baseball yeah they're still playing baseball are kids going to be bike racing as much anymore i don't know i mean is, i i think i think we're going to see some some drop in people getting involved in the sport because of these guys
1: you could be right. You
0: could be right. And I just don't think it's a super fair comparison. Not that I'm, oh, woe is me. Cycling gets it you know, in the shorts all the time because everybody says, oh, you're a bike racer. Where's the puncture marks on your arm? You know, and I'm going, no, right. no, we're not all that way. We're you know, a lot of us are, you know, middle aged white guys who just like to go out and ride, and you know, and spend way too much money and sit around a coffee shop and talk about how much it hurt. <laughs> right. I, I don't think it's fair and I, I I think the sport is getting a bad rap but maybe it deserves a bad rap but why aren't the other sports getting bad raps i guess i don't know if that's a question or what but <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think i think we're definitely there's no question that we're that we you know whether or not those tests are effective and whether or not the governing bodies have any sensibility but uh, these you know these guys are getting tested way more than any other any other sport there's no question about that um you know, we're doing less to, to to turn a blind eye than anybody else is. Uh, we're talking about it, and the problem with talking about it is that that means that everybody knows about it. What what gets under my skin is that the the only time um, cycling gets mentioned by the by the media is is when um, you know when it's when there's a doping scandal. They they don't talk about the races. They don't talk about the amazing things that are happening in Italy right now. Yeah. Um, they just talk about some guy who did drugs five years ago.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And that's, that's the depressing element of it, especially the whole, st- how they staged that 60 minute interview. Uh, it just seemed like it was almost, I, I felt condescended. They, they were talking down to everybody. And as, yeah. as, as, as the guy who gave the interview, I just was like,
1: shut up. Just, just
0: give me the Tyler highlights and didn't shut up. The, there were no <laughs> highlights. It was all low, but you know, I guess I, 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 we look at the days of Merckx, We look at the days, you know, Bernardi. You know Tom Simpson for crying out loud died with, if I'm not mistaken, amphetamines in his blood system.
1: Absolutely, so. yeah. The morning of that, the morning of that race, he he flashed a, a somebody in the bunch. I forget who it was. Maybe Lewis and Bombay. He flashed him his mouth full of uh, amphetamines right before he swallowed him, and then he died. You know, mm. I mean, absolutely.
0: Oh man! Well, I don't think that made me feel any better. So thanks for commiserating. <laughs> that's no.
1: that's where I rationalize those things. Yeah, um, no, you know man. the amphetamines are totally different from EPO. You know that that'll make you go up a hill fast, and apparently it'll help you kill yourself. Yeah. Um, but that's not going to change the way you race a bike for three weeks. Um, yeah.
0: No, if you just want yeah. that day and that fly at that moment, I guess. Right. <clears throat> All so. right. Well, hey, what would you think? Uh, your your guys' thoughts. First of all, um, I have been lame on the uh, on the, the competition on the site, and <laughs> and I think I did okay on a classic or two. And then I keep going. Oh God, the races! I keep forgetting to log on to the super prestige. How many people you guys got rolling on that? I think it's close to a hundred. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I have no. I I'd, I'd have to check the the standings, but um, <laughs> you know. There's been some confusion about the way that the scoring works and it's it's not very complicated but if you're if it if you're looking at it through a black box, i guess it you know it doesn't make a lot of sense so just made some changes today that hopefully make it a little bit clearer right how on. the scoring works
0: okay your your opinion uh are you um uh, uh, Gerald or california which one would you have chosen as the better race not better oh. race competitive oh yeah, but you know it's overall. Yes.
1: Zero, obviously. Here's zero, man. Good, good. Oh, no, absolutely. So the, the okay. So here's here's a here's a rule of thumb. Any race that a guy from Radio Shack can win oh. is not as good as a guy <laughs> as any race that a guy who's not in Radio Shack can win. Oh, <laughs> Nothing no. against Radio Shack, but come on. I mean, this, Chris Horner versus Contador or nibbly you know i mean these guys are a totally different class well, Horner's saying
0: he can climb with anybody this june except contador but he's 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 got this thought that maybe he's going to pull it off
1: well let's see him do it for three weeks yeah yeah well, sounds good I, I like his attitude i like his energy actually i like horner quite a bit i do too uh, you know so I'd, I'd love to see it but uh, i'll we'll we'll talk after he tries it for three weeks yeah i don't know
0: i i've, I've heard people stating you know that, that i First of all, I don't wish they were at the same time because it kind of ticks me off that it's like they're trying to draw. The, I mean, a lot of big riders didn't go to the Giro; they went to yeah. where the money is down in California. That's um, right, you know, to see Schwarzenegger's kids. But um, <laughs> and it's it it was it was it was a pretty good race, but it it was no way in comparison to the Giro. And I'm hearing people saying, "Oh man, the the California was great. It was in high def versus shot the whole thing." And I'm like
1: damn. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that stuff was great. That, and the that, that, what was it? The, the Amgen tour tracker or whatever that was that, oh, yeah. that website was phenomenal. Uh, that was really awesome. But the, the quality of the race and the, and it's, I mean, it's more the, the distance of the race, right? A one week race versus three weeks. It's just a totally different ball game.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't know, part of it, part of me felt like it was almost a little bit too much of a parade at times just, you know, like, american sponsorship it's a little too americanized for me i
1: don't know yeah 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 i'm with you i'm with you it doesn't have the same depth that that the races in europe have okay. but it's great to have a, a race over here um you know and the, and the tour of georgia was great yeah. um back when they had that and um you know i'd love to see i, I think there's a going to be a stage race in colorado this year isn't there
0: yeah, there is uh, it wasn't it was the quiznos and then it was something else and then it's something else and now I think it's just bike race they're going to call it or something like <laughs>
1: that. bike race.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So I hope it's yeah, it's still on from the best of my knowledge. So hopefully it'll it'll keep rolling there but uh um what do you think about uh Giro obviously Contador kind of ruins it for us but uh, <laughs> good racing nevertheless, especially uh, yesterday's stage with the shoving and the and the Yep, big arms, and I, I guess I, I, I'm enjoying that. But
1: uh... yeah, you know, and the, there don't don't seem to be too many big crashes, uh, which is really good to see, especially after the tragedy we had earlier on. Oh, um, yeah. And and so that's yeah, that's great. And you know, I loved seeing Nibali go off the front and try to make a move on that descent. That was just awesome. Um, so I'm I'm hoping in these last couple of days that we're going to see some some gutsy moves and some either you know. All glory, or just totally, totally crack and go out the back. Right on.
0: Okay, everybody, I asked this before I say it's over. Who's going to win at the end of July? Who do you think?
1: End of July, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't you say can't... the C word, but I'll, I'll say uh, Andy <laughs> Schleck. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah, well, we don't know if the C words to even be at the start, but the way, wow. <laughs> the way, the way the ruling party seemed to roll, uh, he'll That's not only right. be there, he'll he'll have a nice red carpet to get him to the prologue. <laughs> yeah and, and some squirt bottles or whatever some that Tyler balls, was yeah. saying that they'd get squirt bottles of testosterone in the mouth so um well you know I, I,
1: I, I got a real kick out of the guy that was running along the road with a fish pole with a steak hanging on it in front <laughs> of cold <door. laughs> I didn't see that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> from
0: spa- fine spanish beef Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. I love it. Well, um, I I told you I wouldn't keep you long, but I wanted to definitely get your guys' opinion on it. And if you haven't been over, uh, to all the listeners out there, I'm sure you've been over to Villamanati because, good God, we talk about you guys way too much in the show um, and, and, and quote the rules quite often. In fact, I need you to know that I was at a race the other day to announce, and I heard somebody quoting... Uh, was, uh, they just simply said, like, Rule 9 or Rule 7 in the background. And I just turned and I went, who the hell said that? And it's just blown me away how how your rules have become a part of the vernacular of American cycling. So well Whoa. done on that, man.
1: That's crazy. I, I, yeah, that's, uh, it's a lot of fun to see. I, I don't really understand it, but it's, it's a lot of fun <laughs> to see and happy to hear it.
0: Yeah. Well, how, I, I think I asked you this in the initial interview. How When did you guys start this
1: whole monstrosity? No, oh, I think in uh, June
0: two thousand nine. See, uh, now you're, you're killing me because your hits have got to be going through the roof, and they're going to keep going through the roof because you guys do it all kind of fun. It's tongue in cheek, but it's also it deals with that element of the sport that we all love, even if you know, even if we're. Even if we're being nostalgic, even if we're, we're griping about something, it's still people who are just passionate about the sport and are willing to laugh at themselves and laugh at all the situations we're in. So that's awesome.
1: That's right. Well, know. thanks.
0: Hey, no, thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so uh, all the listeners, uh, Vellemanati.com, get over there and check them out. And um, thanks for, for being on. Let me, let me vent to somebody. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: And so there you have it, Frank. Strock from Velominati.com giving me a little bit of peace of mind, giving me something something to move on with, something to, you know, to, just to create some closure with.
1: Oh, God, that feels better.
0: <sighs> In all honesty, if you haven't been over to Vellominati.com, V-E-L-O-M-I-N-A-T-I.com, they are keepers of the cog. You had better get your ass over there because the rules are something to live by. The lexicon is it, it helps you define the sport. It helps you understand. It helps you not look like a complete jackass on the ride when people start quoting rules, when people start uh, s- speaking in tongues of language you would never even know. The Velluminati people are the ones who are to help you get through to it. And they're also the ones to help you actually look halfway decent on your ride. I'm talking to you, Mr. Third Eye. I'm talking to you, Mr. Fuzzy Legs. I'm talking to you, Mr. Glowing Jacket. Don't be that person. I don't know if we reached any conclusions about any of this stuff, uh, and I don't think we ever will. I, I, I don't think, as Frank said, perhaps that the sport is on its way to closure, to, to crash, to, to to the end of an era. No, we didn't say that exactly, but I'm paraphrasing. And uh, so who knows where we're going to end up. And I, I think that this drug issue is something that has been on the table for far too long, and maybe we'll see some closure out of it. I don't know it it would be nice to see it but uh speaking of closure i ju- you know i want to talk about a couple races that that just happened recently in the in the announcing catalog of the pack filler productions boys uh yours truly was just recently over at uh river bend criterium and for those of you listening in australia for those of you listening elsewhere in the world you might not know the actual race but you might know The problem, I guess. Uh, You know, a a great race put on by great people. It's nice to see races still being put on a local area. But um, uh, the numbers are what kind of scare me, to be honest. You know, when you show up for a race and and everything's been done as far as as organization, as far as the PR goes, as far as marketing. How do you market a bike race other than... uh, have a gigantic sponsor how do the local people do this i guess maybe you just need one of those com- communities maybe it's my community i don't know where uh where the numbers are dwindling but the uh the biggest races being the masters men and cat four men combined category scares me it's it says some things for the future of the sport and that that, and that worries me a little bit um, and, you know, when the women's race had three women in it, the uh, the pros ones, twos. I don't know if they call that that category anymore. Had seven riders in it, um, and it's it's not one of those races that was that was just kind of thrown together at the last minute. It's not one of those ones that was done in a small community. We have a, a a cycling history in this community, and it and it scares me to see some of these things that are happening. And I don't know if that's happening in your communities let me know I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys think in terms of what's happening on on your local level is are is this a relate relation to something to deal with the uh, the way that cycling's taken this downturn is this something to do with just the fact that that triathlon numbers are up because i uh, heck i announce all you triathletes and you guys are growing out of the woodwork you guys are like a a really bad head cold, but in a really good and beautiful way. <laughs> you guys are everywhere. It's great to see the triathlete numbers going up, but uh, everywhere else is 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 getting hard, hit hard in terms of the two wheel races. So, um, you know, we just had a local uh, time trial series that was put together recently that that only made it through two of the series. First race started out with 17 riders. Second race was down from there. I was talking to the promoter of those events just this last weekend. She was an official at one of the races. She says, it cost me more money to drive out there than what we're making off the races. And that made me think about something. That made me think about, the f- about what this is all about. Is this about... I think we've reached a moment in the sport where uh, people aren't putting on races because of the love of the sport. I think we're reaching the point where people are putting on races because they want to make money at it. I don't blame them for making money at it. It's not a bad gig, I guess, if you could do it. Look at the Grand Fondos, for Christ's sake. Those things are huge. And, And people are doing them. People are paying insane amount of money for a jersey and a a cookie stop, um, so why fight it? Put on the Grand Fondos. But when you're putting on a time trial series to try and make money, I don't understand necessarily if that's what you're looking for. Um, you, you, it's a labor of love, and I, I think being a race promoter might not necessarily be the most profitable business in the world, and I think some of these races still need to be put on, though, and I and I, it's it scares me. W- especially when you're going out to a local weeknight race and you're paying 20 30 40 dollars even for the pleasure of of suffering along people who would gladly suffer alongside you for nothing so um are we paying too much for our local races that's an issue i'd like to hear from you guys and talk about some of those things these are our pack filler podcast issues uh, the last man standing podcast is not that Mark Hodgson should be with me, but mark is uh he 's a newly married man let 's cut the man some slack he 's trying to figure out how to uh how to please another more than he pleases himself and i don 't mean that in an icky way I mean that in a good way so um Mark and I will be back a week from today, so uh be sure and tune in to us. In the meantime, this weekend, this very short weekend, two days from now, I am recording this on May 26th, the 24-hour around-the-clock race will be happening this weekend, and a great event, once again, put on by some really good promoters, Round and Round Productions. I worked with them way back when, when I was scared of a microphone, and now here we are. You're hearing my rambling on a regular basis. Oh, how the time has come. Uh, Great to be back with Round & Round Productions. I'm going to be working with those guys this weekend, calling a very cool race. And I think what we're going to be doing is also throwing a podcast at you. Look, if you are attending that race, look for the MPG trailer. It is also known as the PMS, the Pack Filler Mobile Studios. I will be there. I'll be talking out my ass literally for about 24 hours. But when I'm not talking at other people, screwing up their last names on purpose. I will be there. We will record a one-hour podcast. Um, and I'd love to have uh, people come over and offer up their opinions. We will have a talk back microphone so you guys can actually be on the show itself. You need to let us know if, if you're interested in something like that, being a part of the podcast, being a part of the show. The live shows are kicking in, and things are getting a lot of fun. So, Another truncated show running about 41 minutes. Hopefully you aren't using this to get you through your workday. That's all I can do. I am Pat Bulger, and tonight I am the last man standing. We'll talk to you next time.